Okay, so I've identified three important points about cultural history and uh, what it is and what aspects are involved in writing it. So um, just to begin, I'll break down the three points that I'm going to talk about. The first is something I'm calling symbols, webs of meaning and discourse. I've subtitled that sort of, how do we interpret the evidence available to us? The second point I'm calling it the idiosyncrasies of the individual, which I've subtitled the who, the when, and the why, which is sort of a, sort of broad, um, but I'll get into it. The third is something I'm calling genealogical historical change, which I've subtitled with the question, is history a linear progression? So in this first section about symbols, webs of meaning, and discourse, um, I just want to talk about the different interpretive tools that the cultural historians made available. Um, the exploration of symbolism as seen in uh, Robert Darton's Cat Massacre chapter, for example. He discusses the importance of um, understanding the imagery of the Carnival, of Summer Solstice, of St. Martin's, Martin's Day, and what, what Sarah Maza calls, I think, the cultural repertoire of early modern Europe. Um, and how those are at play and how they um, inform the events of the titular cat massacre. That kind of symbolism, of course, is just one layer, one example of what uh, culture is made of. Um, in the Maza chapter, um, she explains um, the anthropologist Gertz conception of culture as quote webs of significance or layers of meaning um she writes culture does not exist in people's heads but is but it is instantiated in interpersonal gestures and practices she goes on to write the new cultural historians embraced an abstract anthropological inflected definition of culture along the lines of Goethe's web of meaning. So adding to the um, historian's tool belt, um, the interpretation of symbols and gestures. Um, she writes, their project was to track systems of signs, recurrent cultural reflexes and patterns in order to describe those webs. In the Confino chapter about Bible burning in Nazi Germany, he too is advocating for um, the addition of cultural analysis to the understanding of uh, particularly the events of Kristallnacht and um, how adding in a cultural, a Nazi's or Germans cultural understanding, not just of um, Nazism and the, the idea of um, a modern Germany, but also old ideas um, 
and historical ideas, particularly about um, Christianity, Christianity and Judaism's um, relationship to the Bible. I'm going to start this section with a quote from Maza, where she says, deciphering the gestures and rare utterances of the poor in the context of broader culture is still for historians, the best way of getting inside the heads of people who are denied the formal means of expression afforded to the elites. That is to say, um, another important aspect of the new cultural history for me is the focus on sort of the non-famous uh, underrepresented people of history. For Darton, it's uh, the apprentices. For Co, it's the women who are binding their feet. In Cinderella's Sisters, Dorothy Co writes about the importance of adding in uh, marginalized women's voices by saying, quote, there are many other female speaking selves on the margins of or outside gigantic history. Those of the illiterate footbound women constitute one examples. One example. She goes on to say, in focusing on the cerebral voices of women writers and activists, our current picture of the range of experiences and subjectivities of women in modern China is woefully incomplete and disembodied. I subtitled this section, the who, the when, and the why, as a way of understanding that cultural history is, yes, more focused on the individual, the um, what Darton calls sort of the alien culture of the individual living in the past. Um, it's also focused on a particular time and place and how the individual um, lived in that moment, what their thoughts and reactions were in the context of that moment without necessarily connecting it to a broader um, narrative of history. Um, and I think the why portion of this, the who, the when, and the why is that like we talked about in class last week, not necessarily for just the sake of filling the history books with more people just for the sake of that, but um, in the project of understanding people of the past as a valuable, um, as valuable work. Maza writes, for cultural historians, exploring and accepting the strangeness of the past on its own terms is a lesson in tolerant relativism and an invitation to critique the present. Okay, this is my last point, and it's the one I am the most interested in uh, discussing in class. Um, and that's the culture, the new cultural history's answer to the question of causality. Um, Maza writes in her chapter, 
To what extent is thinking of history in terms of causality bound up with traditional nation-centered Western agendas? This question, I think, is answered by the co-article um, where she is taking issue with the idea of footbinding having an end and looking at the end of footbinding as a form, quote, of linear progression from bondage to liberation. She writes instead that there was a lingering in-betweenness, a seesawing motion of time, sentiments, and fashion. Co-writes, on the local, if not visceral and bodily level, the demise of footbinding appeared to be more problematic than the story from a linear enlightenment perspective penned by the male, by the leading male thinkers of the 20th century. If there is a causality for cultural, cultural historians, um, it can maybe be drawn from Foucault's idea of uh, genealogy, of a genealogical historical change, which is what I've titled this section. That quote, any given occurrence has not a single central cause, but many different random and ramifying beginnings. That's also a quote from Maza. Anyway, uh, those are just sort of my thoughts um, about cultural history going into class on Thursday. I'm looking forward to discussing these and adding more, um, you know, bullet points about cultural history just to this list of three. Um, I hope you guys didn't mind listening to my voice for 10 minutes. This was sort of supposed to be in the format of a podcast, which I've never made before, um, but I'm using a podcast making service. Um, so I hope that this was okay.